Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. We're back this week, as always, with economist Stephen Kukoulos. You'll find him at thekook.com and on Twitter using the handle thekook, T-H-E-K-O-U-K. Stephen, happy Monday. Happy Monday, Sean. Now, my brother messaged me last week. He's been living overseas for a long time, and he came back and he said, I'm loving the kook on Fear and Greed. Does he suit his name? And the funny thing is, Stephen, yep. I wouldn't say you're a kook, but you you are left of centre. I I am who I am, but I'm one thing I've learned <laughs> in economics and remembering that it was, gosh, when did we first meet, Sean? 25-odd years ago, if I remember correctly? Something like that, yeah. It's frustrating to hear a very plain vanilla discussion of economics because it shouldn't oh, be. totally. Uh, and if people say, well, rates could go up, but they could go down, mm. you know, it's, it's possible that they should do more on the budget reform or not. No, we need to have definitive debate, if you like, and uh, that's what I've tried to pride myself on, on calling it as you see it, without fear or favour, yep. without fear and greed even. <laughs> so without fear or greed. Well, I told my brother, I said he's a great guy and you should oh, listen you. to what he's got to say. You're now, kind. that's a good That's a good place to start. The big eco data last week was the labour force stats. And they were good. Of course, uh, we were always going to run the risk of getting a very quirky January result because, again, that was the survey done uh, in the early part of the month of January and we'd had the, well, self-imposed lockdowns, I suppose, from Omicron starting to impact the data and we saw this strange set of numbers last week. Employment was up about 13,000, so that was okay. The unemployment rate stayed at 4.2%, which was pretty good. The underemployment rate just ticked up a tiny bit to 6.7%, again, pretty good. And the big thing where the Omicron issue showed up was this 8.8% monthly fall in hours worked, which means that people kept their jobs but because of their illness or the businesses they were working in closing down because they couldn't get staff or people looking after family members who had Omicron or were confined to home, they didn't work. So at the end of the day, a quirky number for sure, but one that could have been a whole lot worse. And it was actually quite solid. And the RBA minutes last week didn't tell us anything too new. I mean, Phil Lowe, the governor, had spoken the week before, I suppose. Yes, the, the RBA has been on a bit of a publicity uh, stint as the year kicked off a few weeks ago. So the minutes that we saw last week really just confirmed, I, and I suppose their assessment that they're not yet convinced that the inflation pickup will be sustained for a particularly long period of time or get out of hand. So they're content to uh, sit tight for now, watch the next couple of monthly employment numbers, the next couple of quarterly wages and CPI numbers before they make their decision on when and how much to hike. Okay, now the big question for the Reserve Bank and for many economists is what's happening in the wages market. We heard the unemployment rate is at 4.2%, which is pretty strong. I think Seek had some data out last week too saying that uh, January was the strongest month for people advertising for jobs. Wage price index, average weekly earnings, you're going to have to give us a bit of a 101 on this one, Stephen. Yeah. And what what do they mean and what are they going to show? Okay. There, there are two important wage indicators later this week. The wage price index is the Bureau of Statistics working out the change in labour costs for the same job. So if you are a got a particular standard of employment, 
and wages go up because of demand for labour increasing, that is captured in the wage price index. So if you get a pay rise, say, because you've got a promotion, you've got better skills, you've shifted from company A to company B, that will not be captured in the wage price index, but it will be captured in the other data that comes out mm-hmm. later this week, and that's the average weekly earnings, which is simply a dollars and cents measure of how much the average worker gets in their pay packet. So if it's last measurement we had was about $1,750 a week, that's the average full-time equivalent pay. So if people get promoted, get bonuses, that captures the dollars and cents in that pay measure, whereas the wage price index is in theory a more pure measure of firms' labour costs. So what will they say this week, do you think? Right. Well, that all that said, I think both of them are going to be showing an increase in wages momentum. The market is looking for a 0.8% quarterly increase in the wage price index, which would be one of the highest that we've seen in about seven years. So we've been used to wages growing at about 2, 2.1, 2.2% per annum. So obviously that's a quarterly measures of about 0.5 or 0.6. So if we get a 0.8, in a sense, it doesn't sound like a terribly large acceleration in uh, in wages growth or in labour cost growth, but if you multiply 0.8 times 4 to get an annual figure, you're up around about 3.25% annual increase. So if we get a figure like that, it will confirm what a lot of the market's thinking, and that is that we are seeing a change in labour cost momentum. On the wages side, the average weekly earnings, we're probably going to get a bigger increase in the amount of money that people are earning because we do know anecdotally that people are getting higher pay by jumping from firm to firm. So uh, that poaching that's going on because of the skill shortage is seeing people moving away from their old employer, if you like, to a new one who's paying them a bit more. So I'd expect to see the average weekly earnings number increase by more than the wage price index number. Okay. And of course, these are the figures that feed through to inflation because wages is a big part of price rises. Correct. And you've absolutely nailed the crux of a really hot discussion that's going on right now, including from the RBA. And they're saying that one of the ways that wages is going to show up in inflation is if firms are paying more for their labour costs, as they're hunting around for skills and talent to fulfil their expansion plans, then one way that they recoup those labour costs is to put up their selling prices. And putting up selling prices, voila, is, yep. is higher inflation. So that's the sort of dynamics that the RBA and the market's looking for. You know, we know that the December quarter CPI showed this pickup in inflation It'll be interesting to see whether the the wages data validate that increase. Stephen, have a great week. Thank you, Sean. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on Twitter using the handle The Kook. I'm Sean Elmer, and this is Fear and Greed, the week ahead. <laughs> 